Our gospel lesson this afternoon comes from Luke chapter 2. I'll be reading from verses 1 through 20. And if you would stand in body and or spirit as you are able to do so. In those days, a decree went out from the Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. My brothers and sisters and my dear ones, this is the gospel, the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thank be to God. God. Thank you. You may be seated. One of my family's kind of pet sayings was, uh, it's always better to be surpri surprised than disappointed. I come from a people who believe in managing your expectations. You know, you don't want to get your hopes up too high. You want to always manage your expectations because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, if you start expecting too much, if you start thinking too much, then, you know, you're just going to be disappointed. Better to be surprised than disappointed. So I, I come from a people that kind of have that cautious, um, almost kind of pessimistic kind of kind of expectation. We're, my, my parents, I mean, we're kind of sometimes, uh, we're, we're glass half empty people. You know, I've often been told Eeyore is my spirit animal. <laughs> Except bizarrely, for like things I like, like music and, um, 
and, uh, and, and, and movies. Like, we'll go to watch a movie, and my kids are like, Dad, manage your expectations. Don't expect it to be too good because you're going you're gonna to be through the roof excited. It's not going to be as good. You're going to be disappointed. But I just can't help it. It's a movie coming out. It's a Marvel movie or Star Wars. And I, you know, I, just can't, I just can't wait. I get excited. You know, our, my, my favorite band's put out an album. I've heard Nickel Creek's going to have an album out real soon or, or Turnpike's going to have an album. And I'm just real excited and I can't wait. I have to always remind myself. Manage your expectations. Don't get too excited. Just kind of keep everything kind of calm. Don't, don't get too excited. Manage those, those expectations. Important to do. I was raised. We've been in Advent talking about waiting. We've talked a lot in the season about waiting. You know, we, we've talked how in the Bible the Jews waited for 400 years between the last of the Old Testament prophets and the birth of the Savior. They waited. They waited literally hundreds of years with expectation and waiting for the birth of their Messiah. They waited. And then we have talked how we as Christians now, we wait. You know, we, we wait for his return. And as they have waited for hundreds of years for the birth of the Messiah, we now find ourselves as Christians waiting thousands of years for his return. So we wait. And one of the things that it's common to do while you wait is you, you start getting your hopes up, don't you? Last night, we went over to the light show in Brandon, and the show was fun, but the wait was kind of long, and I kept thinking, oh, I hope this wait, this wait's worth it, but we're waiting, and most of us don't wait well, do we? We've talked about that during Advent, how we, we don't like to wait, so we build up our hopes. You've got to manage those expectations as you wait, you know, because you've been waiting for Christmas, you know? A lot of you still have stuff on your to-do list. You got to go buy batteries when you leave here tonight. I think I got to go buy some presents. My kids are getting socks <laughs> and snicker bars. You know, if you don't have a to-do list for Christmas, if you don't have a to-do list, your spouse does. Trust me, somebody these last few weeks have had a to-do list. And if you haven't, then, uh-oh, then just join me at the Walgreens buying the Snickers after the service. We wait. We wait. But, you know, do we really get our hopes up for too much? I mean, it's, it's Christmas. I mean, yeah, it's Christmas. But, you know, is it really all that different from any other Christmas? You know, we, we, we've done this before. I mean, we've, we've gathered here before in this place. We, we've gone through these things before. We've lit the candles before. We've, we've sung the songs before. And it's easy. It's so easy in this season to get so focused on the stuff that we've got to do to get ready for the event, to focus on the things which, which are nice, which are nice. But, I mean, we've done them before. We've taken the pictures before. Best advice I read um, for taking pictures during Christmas is make sure that the new boyfriend and girlfriends are on the outside of the picture. 
That way you can crop them out. So always make sure the new people are on the, and if you're one of the new people, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. You know, but we, we, we wait. Is it, is, it really, is it really worth the wait? I mean, it's just another Christmas. You know, we've done Christmas. This is not our first Christmas. It won't be our last Christmas. We've done Christmas before. Here we find ourselves. Christmas. You know, think about the wise men, the shepherds. They'd done this before the shepherds. It was just an ordinary night. They had tended their sheep for thousands of nights before. No big deal. Just an ordinary night. Just a regular night for regular shepherds doing their regular business. Very easy for them to have very low expectations. Very easy for these shepherds to just not expect anything different. They've been out in the field before. They know the field. They know the dirt. They know the drill. It's just another night out here. It's very easy for us to gather here tonight. Another Christmas is nice. We're all, we're all dressed up. We're here. We're happy. The candles, the communion, the candlelight. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. You know, I, it's going to be great. Kind of our first, you know, regular Christmas in a long time. Well, you know, but it's just, it's Christmas. It's nice, but... You know, what do we want? What do we expect? It's just Christmas. Presents, candy, food, you know, the regular. It's good. We like it. We manage our expectations. One of the coolest things I ever have done in my life was a few years back. I've been blessed to go to the Holy Land several times. And one of my most recent trips, uh, we went and we went to a, play, a place called the Church of the Nativity. The Church of the Nativity is the traditional site of Christ's birth. I mean, we, we don't know for 1,000 facts that he was born at this place, but, you know, we're pretty sure. The, the Holy Land's not that big. If he wasn't born there, you could take a rock and throw it and hit the place he was born. I mean, it's a small place. So, you know, and you're there, and you're, you're at the scene, and, you know, you're taking pictures, and you're doing all these things, and you're trying to go up and touch it and lick it and do everything you want to do. I mean, you're just doing your stuff. This is pre-COVID when you can lick things. I mean, you're just... You're doing your thing. And you know, you're a tourist and you're, you're just enjoying it. No big deal. Wow, it's cool. Jesus was born there. Wow, that's really neat. You know, cool. And while I was there, I'll never forget it. This woman went up to the, the, the place. You could literally stick your hand in a hole and touch the rock where Christ was traditionally born upon. And this woman went up to the hole and she stuck her hand in. And she's sitting there. And she is overcome with emotion. I see her. And she begins to almost heave. She was weeping and doubled over. And, 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 and I see th th this woman in front of me who I didn't know. I see her touching this holy place. And what I see in this moment is I see her having a religious experience. We, we, we were tourists taking a cool picture. In this moment, she touched this place where Christ is traditionally born at, and she has a divine, a religious experience. She has an encounter with Jesus Christ 
there in that place. And she is overcome with emotion and overcome with wonder and overcome with awe there in that place. So, so friends, I, I put to you, we're all the same here. You and me both. We have a problem managing our expectations. But, but here's the problem, y'all. It isn't that we expect too much out of Christmas. It's that we expect too little. We've lost the wonder. We've lost the miracle and the majesty and the awe because we get so wrapped up in the mundane and the routine and the stuff, which is awesome and which is beautiful and which is perfect. But that is not the wonder of Christmas. The wonder of Christmas is that Christ comes to us. And yes, he will come to us in the candles, and he will come to us in the meal, and he will come to us in the song, but he will come to us over and over and over and over again. A God who meets us in the manger is a God who meets us in every facet of our life. It isn't that we expect too much out of Christmas. It's that we expect too little. We have lost the wonder and the majesty and the mystery of this moment because we get caught in the trappings of the to-dos and the busyness and the travels and the pictures and all these things which are wonderful. But y'all, if we will open our eyes, if we will open our eyes and open our hearts and open our souls, what we will find is that our Savior will meet us in these moments. In these moments when the candle is lit, in this moment, when the element is given, in this moment, when the song is sung, we aren't simply singing and eating and lighting, but in these moments, if we allow, we are opening our hearts and the Savior of the manger will come to us again and come to us again and come to us again and over and over and over. If we allow, we will encounter the miracle of Christmas each day. It isn't that we expect too much out of God. It's that we expect too little. We've forgotten the miracle. We've forgotten the mystery. We've forgotten the wonder. Y'all, there's not a single part of the next 48 hours where if we will not allow, we will not find it God-drenched. We will find ourselves bathed in wonder and mercy and mystery and hope and beauty. If we will open our eyes, if we will open our hearts, we will, like those shepherds, in the field, minding their business, I'm sure checking off their to-do list. Hey, Bartholomew, have you got the sheep out the ditch? Hey, have you fed, have you fed the goats? Somebody got the fire stoked. They got a to-do list, y'all, like we do. And if they had been so focused on the to-do list, they might have missed the angelic choir. It isn't that we expect too much out of God. 
It isn't that we expect too much out of Christmas. It's that we expect too little. Y'all, we've managed our expectations too much. So throw them off. Throw off your expectations. Throw off your hindrances. Throw off the business and embrace the moment where Christ comes to us in this time and says, you are mine. You are my beloved. I am sending my Savior for, for you. You are loved. Embrace the miracle of the moment of the God of the manger who comes to us repeatedly in the ordinary and in the mundane and in the busy and in the stuff. If we will allow our eyes to be opened by the Holy Spirit and our hearts to be sanctified by the Holy Spirit and our minds to be controlled by His Spirit, y'all, we will see the miracle of Christmas tonight. Because once again, the miracle is not the candles. The miracle is not the song. The miracle is not the crowd. The miracle is the Savior. And the Savior comes tonight to us. May we make him room. May we make him room. And may we find once again the miracle the wonder and the awe of the God who comes to us in Jesus Christ. May we raise our expectations and may we expect to encounter our Savior, Jesus Christ, tonight. May we find him now. Let's pray.